0: You know, these big ears are actually helpful for, uh, they're like my wind gauges. Yeah, I was say,
1: when I have my mustache. When,
0: one, when one's making a louder noise <laughs> than the other, I know that this side's catching more wind, and then I just kind of tuck myself uh, to the opposite side.
1: What's up, folks? Welcome to another Brr- episode of Brr- Coaches on Caps. Bing slouches. We've got With Stitch extra, on the couch today. Extra slouchy. <laughs> extra slouchy. You know, you can't see her real well. She's uh-huh. pretty camouflaged on this couch. Kind of blends in. <clears throat> today we're talking about the golden rules of not getting dropped. Yes. Which is I'm a great Dale topic. I'm Coach Dale Sanford. And I'm Coach Bryant Funston. We are co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes such as yourself <laughs> better optimize their busy schedules and maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars. Coaching system has developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors, you can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com, Facebook, and YouTube at buildpeakcompete, or Instagram at BPC Performance. Whew. <sighs> One more little piece of uh, business before we get to the good stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about giving away oh, yeah, um, yeah. our race entries from PR event management last week. Um, you are going to see a post in about 15 minutes. Hit our Facebook uh, with all the explanation on how to enter and win those entries. Basically, you need to like our page, share the post, and comment on there real quick about why you do triathlon or why you want to do triathlon and you're entered to win. So Next week, we're going to be announcing who wins the um, Memphis and May. Sprint and Olympic. We're gonna give them both away at the same time, uh, so you have time to train for those. Uh, Memphis sprint or Olympic uh, uh, race entries. So there you go. And, and if you're listening that.
0: to this in the future, it is uh, March 14th, yeah. 2019. So if yeah. you're
1: uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast in the future, uh, you might have missed out. You, you might have missed it. But hopefully, uh, we're gonna continue to give away race entries. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, That'll be who doesn't love free free races, man. Really? I know. All right. Before we get to everything else. Shout outs. Shout out time. I got to give my first one to Jay Z himself. (laughs) DJ Z man. John's in filling them up. He's yeah. Posted his fastest all time 10 miler last week or yeah, last week. Um, Yeah, he's uh, the gains keep coming. They just keep coming. That's great. Yeah, I got one. Uh, the entire hop cycling group, so
0: 26 sessions complete yep. uh, over the whole, what, since December until last Thursday. Last Thursday was the final assessment. Uh, we're, uh, we're collecting data to see what the, the gains were for everybody, but it was our uh, biggest group yet and a great community of people. So uh, shout out to all of you, you, uh, on uh, a great hop season. And now it's time to carry that uh, fitness into the season, which is part of the reason we're talking about. Pack riding efficiency. We learned yeah. efficiency on the bike, and
1: now it's time to talk about efficiency in a pack. Yep. So our we had uh, we had some pretty good uh, performances at Germantown half and mm-hmm. 5K this weekend. So uh, Rachel Randall, which is uh, one yeah. of Coach Ben's uh, long-standing athletes, uh, had basically a her best, basically her best since about 2013 uh, yeah. half marathon. She was um, so fourth she's, overall. She's fourth. Uh, yeah, masters overall um and then we had uh heather nichols coach heather Mm -hmm. uh, was second in her age group in 5k and then uh hudson hall who's a youth athlete that chris coach chris is working with uh who was second in his age group and then it was a a pr pretty good pr a couple minute pr i think yeah Yeah. um and that's not it's not really a pr course if you've ever done the germantown 5k it's like a fast start into an uphill turn into another uphill and then you kind of have a downhill and then you finish uphill. It's, it's not real. It's not a super easy course. It's yeah, if you're windy. looking for a
0: PR course, don't choose a hilly windy.
1: Yeah. Race. It's, that's not, not the one I would choose. You yeah. know, it's a good, it's a great race, but um, yeah. I cool. Well, uh, we got one shout at. Yeah. I'm doing a shout at. Um, yeah. And it's the
0: stomach virus. The that's plague. going on. I mean, notice how far away I am from, from coach Dale right now. Yeah. Uh, memphis area has been consumed i'm talking memphis, like man gosh i've probably had i've heard of at least 10 people one of my athletes was supposed to run germantown half and was in bed all weekend you were in bed all weekend yeah your family my kids i mean family. it's been a it's been rolling through so stay healthy try to stay healthy avoid people that are sick yeah so if you hear dale coughing and
1: hacking up a lung over there i'm gonna try not to shouting at the uh, the virus shout out to anybody who survived mm-hmm. having been through it cool well let's jump into it all right so uh, first before we kind of get into like the nitty-gritty on not getting dropped i think for the sake of the newer rider we need to kind of drop on some of those um those golden rules of safety as far as mm-hmm. uh, as pack riding goes or pack riding group riding you know um, with the, with the time change, we've got all of our weekly group rides rolling again. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, your favorite group ride or your weekday worlds, mm-hmm. your, your hammer fest, um, you know, these things are important no matter what kind of keep everybody safe. And then, uh, again, we'll go into the things that are going to, going to help you not get dropped. But the big one, my big one for safety is, is, uh, not overlapping wheels, Mm-hmm. it's really really easy to do when you're when the front end slows a little bit and you come up on somebody and then all of a sudden you're you know six inches overlapped and if you if an obstacle comes up or has you in the road and that person needs to move over they're going sli- to swipe mm-hmm. your front wheel and it's not the person in front that usually goes down it's the person whose front wheel gets taken out yeah, that hits the deck so uh you know just be really cautious about Uh, protect your front wheel protect your front wheel with everything you got um you know vast majority of crashes that happen are from not protecting your front wheel i would say unless you're very comfortable with the people you're riding with you know them really well and you're intentionally echeloning Mm -hmm. that would be the only uh reason to to overlap bikes yep um for sure
0: and if you're in a – because this is not just – we don't want to just talk about group ride stuff. This can also translate over to races. Sure. So this is something where um, – and I was actually having this conversation on the, the Sunday ride that I did with a newer rider who was not com- feeling very comfortable in the group. Um, if, you're, if you're in a situation where you know, you're riding behind you know, two people in front of you, ideally you don't want to place your wheel directly behind – their wheel because if they have to grab brakes uh you know their wheel comes straight back into yours and it's really easy for that overlap to happen so instead you want to make sure you're just slightly staggered but still in a draft so what i'm always doing like in a race situation is there's the two people riding in front of me if you're uh watching the video here and i will stick my wheel like directly between those two and that's not like crossing over it but in between that way if they break i'm not having their wheels flying into mine so being slightly staggered, um, and even, you know, it's, it's easy, especially for beginner people, to start staring at, you Here, protect your front wheel. Yeah. And so staring at your front wheel, not a good thing. You want to be feeling out, you know, kind of get that, using peripherals and get that feel for, you know, how, how big of a gap do you have between your tire and their tire, your front, their back, but then use their body as a way to know whether or not they're closing that gap down as opposed to staring at their back wheel and watching it come at you.
1: Yeah. Good. Number two, make sure your movements are smooth and deliberate. Yes. When you have to make a lateral move in a group, make sure that that happens extremely smooth. And when you start the movement, make sure you finish the movement. So Mm -hmm. don't like, don't like move over to side knot and then come back and then uh, 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 you're all over the place. Uh, if you're going to move over to the side, move over. You don't have mm-hmm. to, don't whip it over. Don't, you know, uh, you know, move over. Uh, you can even tell people you're coming. Even better. Yes. You, you know, I'm, I'm coming over. what
0: you're planning on doing.
1: Point, point to the, the spot that you want. Uh-huh. Like, like give everybody notice that you're moving. Uh, you know, if it's in the case of a hazard and you have to, you know, the big ones like potholes, if you yeah. have to move around a pothole, uh, note note that your your bike and your body don't have to necessarily go in the same uh like go everywhere together all the time so you can actually move your bike around the pothole without having to sling your body left and right Mm -hmm. uh and it makes it makes the entire movement much smaller uh so you can be safe ride safe call it out and then you can move around that pothole without slinging yourself over into the, the yellow line, mm-hmm. you know, and, and causing everybody behind you to freak out and have to hit the brakes. Yeah. So smooth and deliberate movements.
0: And adding to that, so, you know, if you're behind and you can't see the pothole coming and, and we're going to talk about calling out hazards, yeah. but if you're the person in front, you're the <clears throat> one responsible for keeping the group safe. So you need to be looking up the road. Don't get so drawn into a conversation with the person next to you. You need to be the one taking care of the group, looking up the road, looking for hazards, and trying to position the pack, navigate them around stuff well in advance. Because if, if you call something out when it's you know 10 feet up the road... That is not going to make it back to the back of the group in time. No. Um, so you need to be the one that's aware and, and making sure you're steering the group and trying to keep them safe.
1: Yeah. So we just talked about it. Number three, call out hazards. This is a pretty simple one. We won't go too much into it. If you see something that could cause early, you know, like... If you wouldn't want to hit it. Yeah. If you don't want to hit it, call mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Uh, if you think it could cause somebody to freak out and break suddenly, call it out. Like I don't, When in doubt... Call it out. Call it out. Yeah. I don't care if it's a pine cone. Call call it out. Uh,
0: Yeah. You're better off, like, not trying to guess. Like, is that a leaf? Is that a two by four? You know, what is that? If you're unsure and it looks like it could be
1: something hazardous, motion early, call it out, let people know. Yep. Especially, and if you're on the front, like Brian said, move the pack around it. Mm -hmm. If you see it early enough, you can shift the pack, kind of like you're leading the flock. Shift the pack around it and then... Like a shepherd. Yeah. Something like that. You're like a shepherd yeah (laughs) so the uh, with that number four is if you get calls from behind this is my pet peeve Mm -hmm. if you get calls from behind pass it up Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the game of telephone i don't know yeah i don't know what it is that you yell from the back car back and it gets like three people yeah and then somebody decides oh well they heard it Mm -hmm. no they didn't like you're just not going to skip a person uh Mm -hmm. so the
0: same goes with, and this isn't written down, the same goes like when you come to a turn and you are unsure whether the cross traffic yeah. is clear or not. You know, you slow up, you stop, you turn. The people need to be calling out whether it's still clear, not clear. I mean, being vocal and communicating on a ride is allowed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to talk.
0: You're allowed to talk. It's yeah. encouraged, actually. <laughs> yeah. Last right. one.
1: F- five. Five. Feather your brakes. That, uh, feather this goes back brake. to the smooth and deliberate and all of you guys who are uh really excited about your new disc brakes <laughs> learn to feather them feather before you get on a group ride and you lock them down uh you know while you're in front of 20 other people so learn how many to fingers
0: d- do you hold your brakes with
1: two at the most
0: yeah i'm usually like one or two yeah so if you're like wrapping all your fingers around the brake it's yeah. a lot
1: tougher to feather yeah with four fingers than it is you even know, if one I or have, two. even if i i usually hold usually the the far two so i can shift with these yeah but i'll usually only pull with like the weakest finger i have mm-hmm. uh you know just to and if i need more pressure i can but mm-hmm. but generally speaking if you if you freak out uh and put too much pressure on the brakes it gets magnified all the way back. Mm -hmm. So like somebody six, seven, eight people behind you has now has to really jam on their brakes and somebody behind them could be in big trouble all because you decided to grab a handful of brake because for whatever reason, exactly tech squirrel or something.
0: And this is, this is going to kind of segue into the next section here. And we've got a list of stuff, but there's a good chance we're going to be totally out of order and go way off topic here. This is um, a, we're going to hit the key stuff. This is a
1: hot topic for us. We've we've done this talk before mm-hmm.
0: and oh, it's so it's so important. So we're going to move into like kind of the golden rules of not getting dropped, yeah. which is essentially how to how to strategically ride within a group in a race with people that are faster than you maybe. What you should be doing to not only, you know, apply the stuff about being safe but also maximize your chances of staying with that pack. Yes. And so Dale was just talking about, you know, feathering your brakes. We talked about all those those golden rules of safety there. Um, what like rule number 1 of pack positioning, if you're seeing one person or two people that are violating those rules consistently, what should you do, Dale?
1: Get away from them. Stay away from them. Get away from them. And
0: don't don't think staying away from them is putting yourself too behind them or one next to them no you need to go way away from them. you need to go preferably
1: in front of them in front of them (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: you need to put yourself in front of that person yeah and if you're not sure who the squirrely rider is in the group and no one's wanting to hang around you
1: yeah yeah, you're that person you're that person yeah so like we have a list but again we're all over the place so Uh this is our this this is a part of People you don't want to position yourself near strategically, Mm -hmm. tactically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do not position yourself near, preferably in front of uh, someone who is riding extremely sketchy or looks really nervous being in a being in a group. Yep, get in front of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody who looks like they're like on the rivet. I mean, if they're just breathing like crazy or like you know they're sweating like. A pig and they're you know they have pain on their face and a big thing to look for is the body rock oh, if they're yeah. rocking the body a lot you
0: know you can see the efforts getting up there and they're like doing the bounce all over the yeah. the saddle yeah and using their upper body a lot more than you think they should be right that's a good sign that they
1: are on the rivet because that is going to roll into the next person to stay mm. away from yep. which is the one the person that's constantly opening gaps yes if you're behind somebody who's constantly opening gaps and having to close them eventually they're going to pop yes and then you're behind them so now you have to not only close their body length plus the gap Mm -hmm. that they've opened Mm -hmm. so if you see somebody who's constantly opening gaps when the when the ride gets a little harder get in front of them stay in front of them uh and then each one of those is that little bit of energy you're having to
0: waste if you find yourself having to brake and then accelerate often and it's because of someone else, you need to be away from that person.
1: Yeah. The last person is is a, a little more on the race side of it, but it can come into play if you're in a hammer fresh ride or oh, something like sure. that. Oh, for sure. Definitely. But the person, if you somebody who you know that maybe they could be fit as a fiddle, but if they cannot corner worth mm-hmm. a damn, stay away from them, mm-hmm. uh, get in front of them. Because if you're in front of them and something bad happens, you're in front of them. Everybody behind them is now affected by whatever they caused or happened. Uh, So any of those people, get in front of them. Mm -hmm. Position yourself in front of them. Uh, We've seen it time and time again where there's people whose fitness outshines their ability to handle their own bike. Oh, for sure. So when they get into a harder group ride setting, they put themselves in positions to have to make decisions when they're on the rivet and they make bad decisions when they're on the rivet. Uh, Or on the other side
0: of things, like they may have the strength to open a gap in a corner and get back to the group. Right. Whereas you may be trying to hang with a a group or a race or a pack or whatever that's, that's a fitness level maybe above you, which means you got to be so, so efficient and, you know, you got to make sure you're trying to make that ride as easy as you can. And I've seen it before where, uh, you know, a stronger rider who's not cornering well opens this big gap going into a corner and then coming out of it, they hammer it. They make it back to the group and you're left gapped and going, oh, <laughs> well, Oops. if I'd have just been with the wheel in front of that yeah. and no gap would have opened, I'd have been fine. Uh, but, you know, you put yourself in a bad, a bad place.
1: Yeah, if you posi- if you routinely position so here's here's the next the next piece of it is uh position yourself close to the front but not on the front um you know unless you are you know you're like one of the strongest people and this you know ride is not going to affect you like that Mm -hmm. position yourself close to the front but not on the front to where you're having to put out you know a lot of a lot of the energy to keep the the group going uh but if you position yourself closer to the front, you get the the better end of the draft, mm-hmm. and the the and less amount of the yo-yoing that happens when somebody hits their brakes too hard or doesn't call out a, a hazard, and everybody has mm-hmm. to react to it. You you don't get those things quite as much when you're closer to the front. Um, and at the same time, like on the front. Again, you're in front of the majority of the group, so that if anything does just from happen, a percentage standpoint, as, yes, yeah.
0: there's less wheels ahead of you that could be overlapped. Yeah, uh, when you're at the back of the pack, every wheel has an opportunity to be overlapped, essentially. And this
1: is especially important for like harder sections of a route. So like, mm-hmm. if there's a climb on your route or something like that, or a corner, or yeah, a corner that you know is gonna is fast and could separate uh, the group. Make sure you're up front. If you're at a corner, you get to choose. You get to choose your own line through the, through the corner. If you're further back and it's already bottlenecked, you have no choice but to slow down. You know, avoid other people who are trying to slow down for the corner, and then you have to put out a big big acceleration and catch back up. I mean, that's a huge reason to stay close to the front.
0: I guarantee you, a lot of the people who are not used to group riding. Um, may feel as though they have worse fitness than they actually do because, because they are getting they, dropped. Yeah. But really, yeah. it's because you're working harder than the people yes. at the front. Yeah. And in a race situation, I, I do everything I can to make sure I'm like top five wheels going through any corner. Yep. And if it's a hilly section of a, of a course yep. where you've got downhills leading to uphills where you're carrying speed into these short kicker hills... If you're at the back, you are getting yo-yoed, you're hitting brakes, your momentum's getting taken away from you. People at the front are keeping their momentum. You're hitting brakes and then sprinting up and over hills. You are working so much harder than what the people at the front are. So, uh, putting yourself, following that rule, and putting yourself near the front, but not necessarily on the front, Is going to be, it'll be amazing how much further you'll stay with a group by doing that.
1: Yeah, this is like my number one rule, especially for any route or race with a a major hill or a climb. I'm always like close to the front, if not trying to set the tempo on the front. Yeah, we'll dive Uh, into that one. Like if it goes into, so if you're coming into like a hill, which is like a lot of people, especially in our area, since we don't really have them. Yeah, we don't have uh, long climbs. Like, long for sure, climbs, yeah, yeah. Uh, are are it's it's like fear, it's immediate fear. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so, for me being a little bit heavier as well, I uh, strong. I'm, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm stocky. Uh, <laughs> I'm well built. So going uphill is not my forte, but um, I've I've developed a system for you know like more consistently ending up with the group at the top of a climb. Uh, and that usually revolves around me either being on the front or off the front, uh, like before yes. the climb so that I can get a head start. Correct. Or like, and especially on the, if I'm with the group on the front, I'll try to set tempo enough that it's good for me, but maybe hard enough that people don't want to attack around it. But if they did, I still have a lot more time until like the entire field tries to pass me because mm-hmm. I'm going to be... Because you're at the front. I'm at the front, and I'm, no, I'm going to get as big as I can. <laughs> Dale's and, swerving all over the place. And block, <laughs> I'm not going to swerve, but I'm going to be as big as I can and make yep. people go around me and slow up the entire group uh-huh. to make sure that I get up this climb with everybody else.
0: Yeah, the big the big keys there. You're riding at an effort level that you're hoping is going to deter attacks, yep. but it's not so hard that if an attack goes you can't respond at least some. You, you have mm-hmm. to have some room where you can elevate your pace. Yep. Um, in a situation where, you know, they maybe attack so hard that you can't go with, you've now put yourself in a good position to where as people come past you, there's a good chance you're going to be at the top by the time the back of the group is there mm-hmm. and now you're still attached. So those are all, all huge points. One thing to add to that, if, if that's your strategy, do not put an effort in Leading to the bottom of the climb that you're then going to try to set tempo on. I've been there, too. Yeah, we'll dive into that <laughs> a little bit more uh, here in a second.
1: So um, next next piece here is huge, massive, uh, is, is knowing where the wind is coming from. If you're trying to draft off of somebody uh, and you're on the wrong side of them, mm-hmm. you're not going to get any draft. Yeah, if
0: it's if it's a crosswind and you're on the wrong side, you're S O L. That's not good. Uh, and the pace is hard. If you're shout out to uh, Perry Nice, which is going on right now. Oh yeah, and it has been Echelon City. Yeah, you can see how important it is to stay near the front, number one, but also finding the draft. Uh, the draft runs out in Saw that, that a race little bit a in
1: lot. Stradiv bianchi there. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if you're like. The easiest way to know like where the wind is coming from is just look for uh, look for flags, mm-hmm. look for like look at the treetops and see what kind of what direction the trees are bending. Uh, you know, most check before you leave. Check yeah, you any can... of
0: your it's going to change. So I mean there's a that, chance though. it can change, but yeah. at least have a general feel. Is it coming out of the southwest, southeast, north? Like have a general idea of where it's coming from. I'm not a I'm not a very good oh, I'm a weather meteor I I'm, just I'm, I'm I'm totally all about it. <laughs> uh. But no, it's it's and if after you've done it, after you've ridden in a group for a while, um you should get a good like I can I can feel where that draft is. If you feel like you're pushing harder than you should, move yourself around a little bit. Yeah. Move a little left, move a little right, what allows that perceived effort to drop some. And where, you know, these big ears are actually helpful for uh they're like my wind gauges. Yeah, I was gonna say when I had my mustache. When one when one's making a louder noise than the other, I know that this side's catching more wind, and then I just kind of tuck myself uh, to the opposite side.
1: Yeah. So yeah, if you if you don't know where the wind is coming from, you're gonna you're you're already in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing is, you can watch to see like if especially if it's a crosswind watch to see where other people are lining themselves up. Mm-hmm. If you see people lining up, like more than one, two, three people lining up to the left of somebody, mm-hmm. well, you should probably be to the left of the yep. person in front of you. Um, and to put numbers to this, uh, one of the races
0: we have here uh, each year, the, the Tiger Lane Crit Series, it seems like it's always windy. And there was a section, of course, uh, you know, one of the people I coach, he and I were in the same race. And on this one section where we were getting hit with a right-to-left wind, I was putting myself essentially almost riding at the curb. Like I'm in the little gutter section and my, my wattage when the effort was really high early in the race, I was at just over 300 Watts on this section for like 15 seconds before the turn. He was on the, he was in the wind essentially. And I know this, I, I went back and looked at the data and I had video going so I can see him. He wasn't accelerating. I wasn't accelerating. We stayed even that whole section, and he was over five hundred watts. So it was a two hundred plus watt difference. And Massive. And f- for those that aren't familiar with power, there's not many people around that are gonna hold over five hundred watts for longer than you know even a minute. Uh, yeah. If you're holding f- over five hundred for two minutes, you're a pretty strong, pretty strong, pretty strong person. Yeah. So that's a huge, huge difference, and it was all pack, pack positioning. Yeah. Which goes into kind of the the next part of this, which is you got to know the course. So on this, it had gone from tailwind to we took a right hand turn. So in the tailwind, it doesn't really matter whether you're left side or right side. You know, you just want to be behind someone in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing that a right hand turn was coming up, where should you be? Well, you need to be on the left side of the pack he was not on the left side of the pack. He was on the right side of the pack. And as soon as we made that turn, it was a, he, he was immediately in the wind with nowhere to go. Cause everyone was already pff, lined up and going straight to the gutter. Yeah. So know the course, know that if you got a tailwind right now and you got a left or a right hand turn, you need to position yourself. So you're going to be downwind after the turn happens. If it's a headwind, same thing, you know, headwind, what's coming up, what, what turn is happening. Don't wait till after the turn, to To try to get into a good position because people will fight to hold a good position.
1: Yeah, if you're you you're doing your your know your weekday group rides, your weekday hammer fez or whatever it might be, you're doing the same route every week. You should yeah. know the route. Like, so mm-hmm. look at the wind. You should know after what turn, what direction the wind's going to come from after that turn, and then position yourself accordingly. Uh, you know, it's a little bit crits or. A little bit more important with it because mm-hmm. the, the speed is so high mm-hmm. that as soon as you make that turn like that wind is going to hit you mm-hmm. completely different and if you don't kind of change your position before taking the turn you you could be out of it and that split can happen like like in seconds mm-hmm. versus on a road race you're on a longer stretch it'll probably take a little bit for that elastic to kind of break mm-hmm. but or a, a road setting uh, but at high like, crit speeds, that stuff happens so fast. I mean, the the, the group can just split. It can oh uh, for sure in no time.
0: And the more technical a course, which we kind of talked about already, but the more technical a course is, the more turns they are. Kind of going to racing now. Like a crit that's got a lot of turns. Your position from the gun is super important. Like you need to you need to fight <laughs> to be top three yep. as much of the front part of that race as you can, because lots of turns is a lot of opportunity for small gaps to open. Um, it's so technical that it gets strung out. The bottleneck is worse. The people at the back are breaking and then sprinting. Um, you will work a lot less and the odds of a break happening are a lot higher on a, on a technical, you know, six, seven, eight corner crit or course versus, you know, a four corner.
1: Yeah. And this goes. This is maybe a slight diversion, but, you know, we, but you, we told them we were going to probably go. Uh, <laughs> we, we talked about you. Know, you talked about like a lot of people are probably thinking they're a lot less fit than they are mm-hmm. because they keep getting dropped by on a group ride that they feel like they should be able to hang on or whatever. But uh, a lot of times, like if it's a if it's like a hammerfest ride, you know that that's like the mindset people are going in with. So. It's a, it starts off a lot like a crit. So like the first like 10 minutes of uh, any Hammerfest ride is probably going to be like super hard mm-hmm. and then it's going to ease up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, it'll whatever, pop off again later. But at that point, uh, the sting has already hit people's legs. And so um, there's going to be a lot less people maybe willing to do the work. So the, the hard sections aren't going to be as long anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you know, for a tip for everybody who's like frustrated with getting dropped from the ride that they're they're on, if they get dropped early, like, uh, this is a huge reason for you to position yourself up front early and just keep telling yourself, I just got to make it 10 minutes. I got to make it the first mm-hmm. 10 minutes, ter- first 15 minutes. It never lasts more than the first 15 minutes of the race. Never. I mean, I've rarely, the only time I've ever seen a, like a, even a race scenario that the, the pace stayed high for more than 15 minutes was like when they k- shortened a Pro 1-2 crit to like 25 minutes. That whole thing was <laughs> that, full gas. That was insane. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you just keep telling yourself, I, I just got to make it 10 minutes and everybody will just chill out. Yep. Because it'll happen. It, it will. always happens.
0: That's, that's the huge key, uh, whether it's a crit or a group ride just say hey i'm going to hold on one more minute when it's hard at the beginning just say i'm just going to hold on one more minute i'm going to yeah. hold on just keep telling yourself break it into a smaller thing don't think i got to hold this effort for an entire 60 minutes don't don't think that way think i'm going to hold it for 60 more seconds and it's gonna it's odds are unless you're riding way above the level that you currently are odds are you it's gonna slow down and you're going to be okay but that goes into this kind of goes into one of our other points, which is uh, don't be the first half hero. <laughs> so we talked about there's a reason the first ten minutes are so hard, and that's yep. because Everybody's everyone fresh. feels good the first you know five minutes. Everyone's got one match to burn. You don't want you don't want to be burning your best match uh, when everyone else is fresh. You want to be trying to conserve as much as you can while those other people that aren't as smart as you all are, um, are burning their matches. You're saving yours as much as you can that front half. So if you're someone who is feeling good or you're in a race, um, can serve as much as possible. The first half, yep. it never f- seems to fail that, um, you know, people that are newer to group riding, they, they want to show that they're strong enough to be there. They don't want to be seen as though they're not doing enough work or, participating as much as they should and so i've seen a lot of people who we've invited out to like group rides and stuff that i'm like holy cow this person is strong because they're they're taking their first few pulls like got people in the hurt locker and then it's bye-bye yeah fourth of july we got grenades and fireworks going off here uh where they totally blow up so do not be the first half hero no
1: I mean, it it look. I'm not gonna It looks a lot cooler when you're there at the end.
0: Yes. Save it for the end. <laughs> if yes. It's,
1: if the ride starts with uh, you know 20 people and ends with four, um, I'm sure there's there's probably uh, five, six, ten people in there that probably worked too hard the first uh, mm-hmm. the first half and then got dropped because they put too much effort into mm-hmm. into that first half of the ride. So, like my one of my big things is, you know, you you ride with the same people a lot, right? So, yep. you're like, occasionally we'll get a person that comes from out of town that wants to come and do the Hammerfest rides, and everybody's like, "Who is that? How strong are they?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but for the most part, you know, like who's there and who's strong and who's you know like everybody's fitness. So, uh, in knowing that position yourself around those people and like, uh, you know, call it what you might, but you're, you're finding the good wheels. Basically Mm -hmm. you're, you're positioning yourself around people who are strong to where if, uh, a move goes, that person's probably going to jump on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they'll use their energy to close it down and then you can get a free ride, Mm -hmm. you know, up to, up to the move or, You know, just in the process of closing it down, you didn't have to do a whole lot. Um, Yeah, because
0: that's the other mistake that I see people make as well is as soon as they see a gap open, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's a gap, there's a gap, I got to close it. And you feel like you're the person, you're so concerned about not getting dropped that you're not patient and you're not seeing whether or not someone else will actually close that for you. So just having that bit of patience or like Dale was just saying, being on a good wheel the person that you know is not going to get left behind if a break goes or if a small gap opens or be behind the person that, uh, you know, always is the, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to get dropped. And let them
1: close it, close it for you. If they're strong, that's a good person to be behind because Mm -hmm. they will turn themselves inside out to not get dropped. Yep. Close a lot of moves for you. And then you'll have a lot of energy toward the end Mm -hmm. and they will be nowhere to be found. And when we say good wheels, uh, me being a taller, larger human.
0: (laughs) And I race a lot against a lot of like the really tiny people. Um, a good wheel for me is someone who is my size or as close to my size or bigger than me as possible. You don't want to be the, be stuck behind someone who's significantly smaller than you. That's not, especially if there's, you're in any sort of rotation. Um, if you're behind someone small and uh, you're essentially going to do two pulls versus one pull in the wind, you know, so if you are working within a group, do not put yourself behind a smaller person who's not giving you a draft, Um, you know, sit out one rotation or, you know, scoot up in the rotation, find, find the big people and be behind them so that you do get as, as much recovery as possible. And you're doing as little work as possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My like uh, when we go out on group rides, you know, there's a few people like Brian's one of them that you know if if something goes up the road and he has and he like and he's not in it, then just wait for Brian. Brian <laughs> Brian's probably going to go for it at some point. So our our I, homie Pete Sully does that too. Or, Shout out yeah, to Pete Sully. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: Pete's a very patient, yeah, smart, yeah, uh, real patient pack positioner.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there are certain people that you know that they just can't—they ha- can't handle like letting something go up the road. Um, and I'm that way a lot too. But like, if I'm not feeling that great one day or something like that, uh, I'll just wait for the people I know that you know weren't aren't in it that are not going to let this go. Mm-hmm. And when they all go like mm-hmm. and just get an easier ride. Uh, and that may come back to haunt you
0: occasionally i mean there may be chances that yeah that you didn't chase and that group did get away but Mm -hmm. if you think about it your goal is to to try to maximize your chance of staying with the group and sometimes that means a small group gets away but if you're if if something goes and there's a lot more people behind you than there are in front of you your best bet if this is a fast group is to be patient and let someone else close it be ready for that next reaction Mm -hmm. to happen and that's, that's going to benefit you. And then last kind of thing on this whole good, good wheel versus bad wheel. Um, generally, you don't, if you're in a rotation. So we're talking like a rotating pace line, or maybe you did make a smaller breakaway. You know, there's five, six of you, and you're all rotating through. Um, you generally don't want to be on the strongest rider. And it's maybe not even the strongest rider. That's probably a bad way to put it. Don't be on the wheel of the person who's pulling through. Yeah. Extra hard, hardest. So, you don't want to be in front of that person and you don't want to be behind that person because there is, there, there always is, it seems, the person that surges through and now you're having to like work to stay on their wheel. And it's hard to come around them because they've upped the pace. But it's also challenging if that's the person who's rotating in front of you. Now they've gapped you, you've just taken a pull, and now you're trying to like jump back on their wheel. Um, So, both of those situations, you're working harder than you need to be. Um, there was a, a race down in Louisiana that I did and I made the breakaway of about eight of us. And there was one rider who was super strong. Um, but we were a long ways from the finish and I wasn't worried about him like attacking and leaving. So I didn't need to be on his wheel, but he was pulling through hard. And initially I was on his wheel and I was like, no, this is a bad place to be. Cause each time coming through, it was like a little match. I could tell I was burning. Yeah. And there was a person in the group who was like laboring to get through each time I was like, that's the wheel I got to be on So I, uh, I pretended like I was eating snacks I sat out like one little rotation and then hopped on him and it was it was so much easier. It was like night and day the same pack, same group of people but just how I moved myself yeah. behind a person who's roti- rotating through slower versus harder made my perceived effort go way down and I ended up you know fresh at the or fresher at the end mm-hmm. of that than I would have
1: otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it's it's huge. I know last year at at Rockabilly, uh, I got ousted into uh, being in the early breakaway, mm. and then magically. Which, by the way, uh, if you don't know Coach Dale, uh, we'll we'll be doing like our pre-race stuff. They'll be like,
0: "Man, I'll go early. <laughs> Should I go from the gun? I want to go from the gun. Okay, Dale, you got
1: it from the gun, man. It's kind of my thing. It is. His, it's his jam. But. Uh, it only works about uh, half the time. <laughs> it either goes really well or really bad. Um, and uh, last year, we ended up in the breakaway with about five of the um, Team Type 1 guys. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and Or the Novo Novo guys. And uh, and then it was like uh, TJ Kalelo was in there. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, I was pulling, TJ was pulling after me and I was pulling after one of the t1d guys okay and uh so like i would he he would pull so hard and then i would have to pull through really hard and then tj would just pull through i was like tj's having a good day TJ's (laughs) having a good day he's uh riding well and so i was like eventually i had to pull out of the entire Mm -hmm. rotation and try to sit myself back in among like a, a couple of guys who were not as strong um but if I had stayed in that spot, I'd have made it half a lap. Yeah. I mean, it oh, exactly. was pushing yes. so I mean, we did like, we averaged like 20, almost 28 miles an hour. Yeah, you guys were rolling on the first lap with the, with the Hills. Yep, And had I not moved, I wouldn't have made it like a half a lap mm-hmm. and thankfully like moved and, and made it a little bit longer. And still the, the breakaway was just driving just rolling, it. which but, goes
0: into the next, the next kind of thing here. You do not, actually have to work there's no rule that says you have to put in a ton of work uh, to keep to keep things going so if your goal is to stay with a group don't interrupt things but you don't have to pull through don't feel like you have to and just communicate that especially you know a group ride situation you know just like i'm happy to be here i'm you know i'm gonna stay out of the way i'm gonna stay on the back i'm struggling i mean that's totally fine i you know rode races people will be saying that just because road racers are liars when it, when it comes down to it <laughs> and everyone's just lying about how they, how they feel and how tired they are and when they're going to work. And um, there's a lot of gamesmanship that's going on, Love strategery, it. but don't feel like you have, you have to pull through. And if you're pulling through and you can tell you're redlined, it's time to sit out or at least skip a few each time yep. and say, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll pull every third or I'll pull every fourth time or, Uh, save me till the end I'll pull at the end or whatever it is but don't feel like you're obligated to do work
1: yeah Uh, I've I've definitely been in a few scenarios where I've uh, totally faked it and uh, pretended like I was a a lot more hurt than I really was Mm -hmm. and uh, it was just because I I got into the break not feeling good but I didn't want to like blow a bunch of energy because it was early uh, and so yeah you, know, you play like you put a little I put a huge effort to get yeah. here yeah like just bounce
0: through the pain face <sighs> yeah <sighs> ah, ah, ah,
1: I'm, dying. I'm dying I'm trying I'm trying God. guys I'm trying give me one
0: save and I, I, I love this one being bigger if I do make a breakaway I'm always I'm always like when we get to the hills then you do the same <laughs> and it's let's just keep it steady guys keep the group yeah. together keep it together keep it together yeah uh, or I'll work on the flats you need me on oh, the, flats. the flats. Don't,
1: don't drop me. Don't drop me. Keep me together. I'm a big value on the flats. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly uh, putting out my worth mm-hmm. to the, uh, to the smaller riders when we get close to the climbs.
0: and you'll be, uh, especially so like newer, newer folks, if you haven't, I know quite a few people that listen, that's probably interested in, in racing as well. Um, you'll, you'll be amazed on group rides and in races. We talked about gaps that have opened. And people trying to close it, you will be amazed at how hard someone who's pulling you to the group will work if you just give them some encouragement, oh, whether yeah. it's your teammate or not. So, this is
1: now we're just into strategy. This is some together. strategy,
0: but this is how to not get dropped, right? It's so, true. this is you not getting dropped. Yeah. This is you maximizing your energy, but you'll be amazed how, like, great job, keep going, almost there. Oh, yeah. Just close something it, close quick it, like close that. It. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be amazed how how big someone will, or how how deep someone will dig to maybe they were gonna pull out, they were gonna give up, they were gonna quit. But they'll yeah. dig deeper and now you're saving energy. You're saving a match and they're burning an even bigger match. So now it's like twofold. You're saving energy yeah. and they're likely going to be useless after that. We the last time we did
1: this talk, mm-hmm. we did an entire section on mm-hmm. how to manipulate Pack manipulation? Yeah, people in the pack. But
0: if you guys want to hear more, if anyone's listening on Facebook
1: right now, if you like
0: pack manipulation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We, I mean, the, like you said, the, the, especially the newer the Mm rider, the newer the rider, the easier they are to manipulate into doing whatever you want them to do. Oh, for sure. Close gaps for you. Go, like, go pull back moves, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, let them lead off of uh, an attack. And then mm-hmm. roll with them, and then go over the top. Mm-hmm. And if just... you can
0: make them feel guilty, like,
1: Oh, don't let that open!" Ah, oh, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> then uh, they're like, "Oh, I violated the rules of just the pack, push, and I let a gap open." Just push at the bottom of the hill, and I'll take over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is our next our next tactic or the topic here. Uh, I guess we'll dive into that. Yeah, we'll get off it. manipulation here for a second. Uh, the I've seen many many a good rider fall victim to being the one who takes the hard pull you know if you're not uh, well in any situation really so if you if you take your hard pull and you peel off at the bottom of a climb, good way to totally get shelled yep
1: yeah, immediately.
0: even if you're feeling like you're one of the stronger in the group, it's an easy way to get shelled because you know effort's gonna rise so you've got someone who's been recovering on your wheel, you pull through to the base of the climb, now it's like you're taking two pulls or three pulls or four pulls in a row because you're not going to get a good draft. So you do not want to hit the base of a climb with legs that are feeling loaded up. So either uh, pull off early or you know, if you know a climb's coming, you can kind of time how long you're pulling to sort of set it up. I'm always sort of yeah. thinking through, like, you know, how much are we traveling each rotation? Where do I need to be to make sure... I'm not the one pulling into the base of a
1: climb. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty huge. I've definitely found myself on the on the bad end of that a few times, uh, just because you know everybody gets excited when they're going downhill mm-hmm. or or flat or tailwind like pretty pretty fast, and then you like spend too much time up front and then you notice that nobody's coming around you. Mm-hmm. And it's because they all know that the climb's coming. Climb's coming <laughs> you're like, uh-oh. And they're like, oh, geez. So yep. no, now I have to uh, use all my tactics to get as big as I can so that mm-hmm. nobody can go around me. Which is,
0: if if, in, if it does come to that, you're better off staying on the front Yeah. versus peeling off and letting the next person come through. You're better off going through the tactic Dale
1: talked about yeah, because earlier. Because soon as, as soon as you let up, some the person that comes around you regardless is going to be going harder than you yep uh so then you have to minimum kind of match Mm -hmm. that effort a little bit uh um, because you don't like what'll happen is if you let off completely the field just goes and you're off the back like quick if Mm -hmm. you don't keep some pressure on the pedals and like slowly make your way to the back uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to put out a massive effort when that last person yeah. uh, passes you. Well, if you think about it,
0: in any group ride race that you're in, the highest intensity stuff it, it like never fails. That as soon as you hit a climb, intensity goes up. Sure. Right? No one's like, oh, we're at a hill. Let's chill and back this effort way down. It's always even if you're trying to be smooth and not redline, folks. The hills always end up being harder. Like the hardest. Part it seems, yeah. even when you're trying to be smooth. So you know intensity is going to go up over what it has been. So if you're at your limit, you hit the bottom. You know it's going up higher. So you either need to stay on the front and do your tempo tempo work and try to keep folks from rotating through, or uh, make sure you're not the one pulling to the base of the climb.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Cool. Got anything else? Oh, uh, looking to make all, sure we,
0: can, we didn't lose uh, or miss anything here. We could talk um, all day on this subject. Uh, no, I think that's the big stuff. I guess the only other thing I would add would just be, it's really easy to neglect nutrition when you're on a ride, a faster ride. Um, so if it's a longer, faster ride, you need to you need to be diligent about taking opportunities to eat and drink. Yep. And usually it's like, don't don't count on it being at set intervals. So you need to be kind of like, oh, the pace is slowed down. Now's a great time to get a drink. Um, now's the time to eat. So take advantage of lulls in pace to make sure you're fueling. Yep. Um, but don't definitely don't neglect it. It's happened a lot where you're so worried about getting dropped or staying with or effort so high that you don't eat and drink, and that that will come back to bite you too. So I'll maybe get dropped. Yeah, for sure. And if you're not comfortable actually like taking one hand off the bars. Uh, to get your bottle when pace is higher, that's something you got to work on, Absolutely. and do it by yourself first.
1: Yeah, please. <laughs> Everyone in that group will thank you later. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for today.
0: If we missed anything, post it. Post it uh, in the comments on on Facebook here, or shoot us a
1: message. Or yeah, keep the keep the uh, ideas coming in on Facebook. Um, appreciate you guys hanging out listening stitch says uh uh she thanks you as well stitch was uh pretty stress-free today
0: stitch anything to add
1: nada all right i guess that's it all right guys we'll catch you guys next time adios peace